Welcome to Third Church's T3 Family Podcast. Hello and welcome back. We're so excited for today's podcast. Uh, For you, the listeners, um, we have a very special lineup here today. Have Gina Jansen and Jana Vink. So Gina and Jana, this is going to be, that's going to be fun right from the start, right? Um, But these are two gals who are just full of wisdom and wanted to just glean some wisdom on getting our kiddos ready to go back to school. And we are... um, Everybody knows we're just in such um, unprecedented times, and I know uh, people are are sometimes tired of hearing us say that. But um, truly, you know, our kids have not. Uh, some of our kids have not been around other kids, and they've had to be. They've had to face pressures um, for the past five to six months that, um, you know, this is this is new for, for everyone. And so uh, what are some of those ways that we can we can get um, our kids ready for school? So that's that's a little bit of a snapshot of where we're going during this uh, episode here today. But before we go there, would love to just hear a little bit about our, our guests. And so, uh, Gina, would you start and introduce yourself? Just share whatever however whatever you'd like to share with us here uh well sure i think the reason you asked me is because i'm a therapist here in town and i primarily work with parents um not necessarily with the kids um my clientele starts at like age 16 and up so i will come at it probably more from that angle um i am a parent also my kids are grown um, so I am parenting young adults at this stage, um, three sons and my husband, Bruce, and we've been married 30 years. Um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to know? Yeah. I am told that the parenting journey is a lifetime journey. Would you agree with that with your, um, yeah, parenting of young, young adults? Yeah, it is. It's, but it's very different through the different stages. Yep. So, yeah, the stage we're in now looks really different than when you're parenting young children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, welcome, Gina. We're so grateful to, to have you. And Jana, would you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, like Gina, I, too, am a therapist here in the Pella community. Um, I'm the owner and therapist at Grace Counseling. And um, I also see parents, but also children. Um, I'm a registered play therapist. And so my youngest clients have been about three years of age, all the way up to my oldest client, I think was about 85. So I see a wide range of, of, of clients, but um, really have specialties in play therapy and, and kiddos and child development as well. Um, I've been part of the Pella community since 2000 and um, have four children here in in the local community, raising them as well. And uh, my husband and I uh, just live right outside of Pella. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for being here as well. I am excited to learn from, from you gals and excited for all of our listeners to be able to learn, learn from you as, as well. So I pulled a, a truth from Scripture, and I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. And when I was reading it and, and going through and preparing for today, I just thought, 
oh, wow, I wonder, you know, for some of us, maybe some of our listeners are going to be right here and they're going to be able to um, really be immersed and soak in this truth and, um, and, and it's going to be part of their reality. That's one side of the spectrum. The other side of the spectrum, I'm wondering if some listeners, and I can fall into this camp too sometimes, like they're going to wonder, is this even possible? And the the scripture that I that I chose for to start us out with is Philippians four six through nine, and I'm going to read it from the the Passion translation. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable, admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure, holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things." When I read that, I think, oh, that sounds so delightful, and that sounds so opposite of what we are experiencing and encountering in, in the world today. I mean, fear and anxiety are just running wild right now, and um, uh, yeah, so could you could we unpack that a little bit, specifically the words fear and anxiety? Um, what does that what does that look like um, as as you see it? What does that look like? Or maybe another um, yeah. And then and then what's an appropriate amount of of fear and anxiety given the the situation? And when when do we get to those levels of okay? Now we should maybe as parents be concerned um, that 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 there is so much fear and anxiety in, in my child, in my students. Well, I think that with kiddos, anxiety or fear can be exhibited in a variety of ways. Um, parents tend to know their children the best. Um, they're, they're, they know when um, their children are displaying behaviors or patterns that are different than what they typically do. Um, that can be anything from sleep disruptions, um, being afraid to go to sleep, to appetite changes, to irritability, tearfulness, um, feeling on edge, not wanting to be out of sight of their parents. Um, all of those things can be somewhat developmentally appropriate depending on the age of the child. But that goes back to, again, how what is a typical pattern for this child? And so when you see some of those changes, um, there's a variety of things that parents can do to kind of offer reassurance to children um, that can help them feel a little bit more safe and grounded. And when, when you kind of turn the corner into, well, maybe when should I ask for more help? And really it's kind of when parents have done some of the things that kiddos usually can feel safe within, um, extra cuddles, extra family time, um, things that are more soothing. And those things aren't working um, to the point where it's, it's disrupting them socially or um, in, in, while interacting with other people as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that idea of, you know, parents, guardians, you know your child the best. Um, and so when you're out of those patterns, um, that's when, when they're out of their regular patterns, that's when the kind of the alarm or the signal um, is, is going off. Yeah. 
Right. And during during this whole pandemic, um, so many of our children's patterns and, and routines have been disrupted. And so there has to be some flexibility in, in understanding kids are coping in a normal, again, developmentally appropriate way versus when is it really starting to interfere in, in their functioning and, and relationships. And that's when usually that's the trigger to know maybe we need some, some additional supports. That's good. Gina, do you have anything to add to that? Or uh, is that kind of how you would summarize that, that as well? No, I think that was really great. And, you know, that, that parents know their kids, you know, like, because they're observing them, they're, they're seeing them every day. And sometimes parents lack the confidence to know that what what they're doing, what they're seeing, you know, they're kind of the expert on their child. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they just need that encouragement that, yeah, what you're seeing is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you help us get into the shoes or maybe brain is a better way to put it of, of our children in terms of, um, now we're heading back, um, and, and some some students will be heading back to school um, in person to person, face to face. I know some will do virtual those, you know, so but schedules again are about to get very, very disrupted. What is it like for our kiddos who maybe have not had a lot of social interactions and are going to be um, either required to keep a schedule and or are going to have so much more stimulus with um, people. Uh, maybe maybe they have been stimulated with um, different, uh, you know, screen time and that kind of thing. But now it's it's people that they're going to have stimulus. What is it like for our, our kids? Could you walk us through what that what that would be like in their um, what's going through their heads? Well, I think that with kiddos, again, it depends on the kiddo. Yep. Um, I think it's important to recognize that for some kids, going back to school is going to be a fantastic thing if they're going back face to face, where for some kiddos, this is overwhelming to them. So every kiddo is going to need a different set of reassurances, coping in order to help them transition back to school. For kiddos that have had a lot of screen time over the summer, because again, everyone's just doing the best that we can do, um, it's important to slowly transition them off of that. You know, with it being the beginning of August and having a, a couple of weeks here, it's important to start transitioning off and away from from screen time, back into normal routines of getting up in the morning, getting breakfast, getting clothes on for the day, um, and then having some social time, even if it's it's safe to go to a park um, and sit at two different picnic tables if you, if you want to social distance and at least get to see their friends again. Um, for kiddos that are excited to go back to school, it's you know reminding them that maybe not all their friends might be might not be excited or might be fearful about going back to school, and encouraging them to be compassionate to one another. Um, and then finally, us as parents recognizing that um, we need to manage our emotions about this too, because what we display to our children is is the lens that their children are going to view returning to school. So if we are feeling anxious as parents about the situation, we need to really be able to monitor that with inside of ourselves so that we are not um, 
creating that to be the norm for our children. Um, and in the same way, if we're feeling very confident about returning to school, that we allow our kids, if they're fearful, to feel those feelings of fear or anxiety about returning to school. So again, meeting the child with where they're at and us as parents setting our children up for success as they return back to school or even online, giving them the structure around, like, this is what it's going to look like, because it's going to be different in the fall of returning to online school, virtual school in the fall, versus what it was in the spring. And this is how it's going to be different. And these are the things that we're going to need to be successful, even in the online model. That's great. What I'm hearing you say is parents or guardians, so important right now for you to take kind of a self-inventory of, of where you're actually in an honest, authentic self-inventory um, and, and kind of acknowledging within ourselves yeah, any of our own anxious thoughts or um, things so that we don't bring that into our into our families and, and specifically into the relationships with our, with our kiddos. Um, yeah, Absolutely. great. That's great. I think sometimes we as, as um, parents, shepherds, don't always give ourselves permission for that um, time for for self care and, and self inventory. But now, now is the time more than ever for for that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Gina, anything else that you would respond with? There? No, I'm just going to piggyback off of that because you know if you take that time as a parent to kind of do that self examination where you're at with it. Um, because that preparation is so important. You know, like, what is that new routine going to look like? And as you kind of think through that yourself and kind of get yourself sorted through, so to speak, um, and then you take a look at your kiddos and their differences and what they each need as you do some preparation, because change for all of us is hard, mm -hmm. you know, well, for some people, a little less hard, but for the majority of us, when we have kind of a big change in routine, that's stressful. And so as you kind of look at your different children and decide, you know, what do they need as we make this transition, whatever your transition is. Yep. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And that's a great, you know, that's a great question. Just, just asking you, the listener right now, uh, to take a, a quick self inventory. So what are some of your current strategies, listeners, uh, that you use to fight against fear and anxiety? And uh, just naming those, I think, can be a great, great start. So uh, listeners, we encourage you to, to, to do that right now. Um, and also want to kind of do another um, plug for our T3 family kits. We've used uh, this in August. If you haven't picked it up or if you if you want to still, you can download it online. Um, we have a Tools of Hope is what we are using with our T3 family kits. And in those, in those kits, we have included uh, dinner conversations, speaking blessings, a pocket cross prayer, using breath prayer and also Lectio Divina. So there are just some tools of hope uh, for, for your family, some resources there. But are there other, um, so we've, we've talked about prayer and we've talked about, you know, conversations, getting to know your kid. Any other specific strategies that uh, you would say this, this is a great way, as, as we talked about, needing to get to know our kids. This is a great way of connecting with our kids, or this is a great way if you see, when you see your child kind of escalate out of the norm, 
here's a way to help them cope and, and get back kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Descale or I don't, <laughs> um, de-escalate, de de-escalate. Thank you. Uh, de-escalate, um, to, to bring them, bring them through that kind of fear and, and anxiety or, um, something to, or, uh, a tool where we can give them, you know, okay, so you're walking down the hallway and all of a sudden you feel you're like your heart's racing or you feel like you really want to come home, you're homesick. What are, is it, are there any strategies there that we can, we can share with them, um, to, to help them with their days? Mm -hmm. yeah. One of my, again, it kind of depends on the age, but the five senses is a great way to kind of go, you know, like if a child recognizes that, oh, my heart is pounding and I have these really worrying thoughts to kind of stop and go through the five senses, you know, what's something I see right now, just point out a couple of things that I see, what do I hear right now? And stop and listen and name a couple things you hear, you know, what's a scent maybe in the air, if there isn't one, that's fine or you can think of a scent. Um, what's the last thing I tasted? Or if I have a mint, I can pop one in my mouth. And then touch, you know, like just touching something that's near you. And that just gives them a chance to kind of unplug from that scary thought. It gives their body a chance to kind of do something different. And it just helps them detach a little bit from whatever that scary thought is. So especially for your older kiddos, that's something you can teach them that really helps with just a little bit of space. And then they can maybe distract with something else or choose a different thought. And we can get into more of those kind of things. But that's one of my favorites. It's really easy to do because, you know, by a certain age, they know their senses. You can kind of, it's an easy way to remember Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously we are audio here, but I just, you know, I'm a, um, a visual learner and just holding up the five fingers and that's, that's so, right. It could five be senses. Such a, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great way for kids to recall that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I think for some of the younger kiddos, um, a, a version of that is a simple one call, that I teach kiddos is called hot cocoa breathing. And because little kids love hot cocoa, most of them anyway, while they go outside, and if they cup their hands as if they're holding a cup of hot cocoa, I tell them to breathe in so like they're smelling it. And I tell them to breathe out slowly so they don't blow the marshmallows out of their cup. And when kiddos do that, it automatically is triggering positive parts of their memory bank. Fantastic. Of when they last had hot cocoa, they remember the smell of it, they remember the taste of it, but it's developmentally easier for little kiddos to think about that hot cocoa. I also often will use a book called The Invisible String. And it's a wonderful book that can be used for a variety of ways. And it's about the connection that exists between um, people, even when we're not physically present. And it, it's a great book for separation anxiety. It's a great book for grief. Um, it's a great book for understanding about how other people feel when we're not together. And any activities that include um, attachment between the parent and the child or the guardian and the child is super important. Um, if that means that kiddos like you to sing a certain song before bed, that you keep that routine. Um, 
anything of, I often will do the weather report while rubbing a kid's back. So I will rub a certain way um, and talk about the wind and the wind's going to blow really fast. And I move my hand very quickly or the wind is going to be slow. And then we move, make another motion for when the sun comes out and when the sun sets and we talk about the rain, when the rain comes down their backs. And so it's a bunch of different movements that again are connecting both um, my voice in the, in their heads and they're thinking about it, but also touch. And so they're, they're concentrating and, and becoming more calm in the midst of me doing the weather report simply by rubbing their back while doing it. That is fantastic. We do the, um, or when my kids were line, line, dot, dot, but I, I love that idea of the weather report. That is, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick up some new things yeah. just from the podcast, <laughs> listening to Gianna today. <laughs> yes. And, and that is the, that is the purpose and the heart behind these podcasts for sure is, is hopefully, um, parents out there, guardians out there, you are being equipped and encouraged, uh, to be everything that you, um, have been, have been created to be by our father God. And so thank you very much for sharing your wisdom. And I'll just, I would like to close us just with a prayer of, of blessing here, here today. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you for, for this day, another day of life here on your earth. And Father, I thank you for every listener right now and for um, the children that have been entrusted to their care. I pray your peace would just surround each heart, um, all, all relationships in the family, at the schools or wherever, um, wherever schooling is happening. And we pray, Jesus, that um, through through our, our actions, as well as um, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that your peace would just, um, yeah, your peace would reign in our hearts and in this area and in this community. So thank you for the wisdom that has been provided here today, and may you um, continue to be glorified. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. We hope it's been a blessing for you and your family. 